Hello and welcome to Shivo versus the First World. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. You're listening to our podcast about the reverse culture shock we experience every day as American citizens returning home after three and a half years living and working overseas. So, it's been a while since we've recorded. In fact, the last time I think we recorded was way back in 2018. A bunch of stuff has happened since then. But the good news is, we're not dead yet. And if you want someone to blame, what's me, probably. Um, Well, that and doing crazy little things like buying a new house. Holy cow. Today we're going to talk about what it's like to travel as an American in America. That's something we have a lot of experience with, but haven't done so in about four years. But we're both freshly back from cross-country business trips, and it seems like a good way to jump back in the studio, right after a word from our sponsors. And of course, we have no sponsors because we're not sponsored. Um, that's because we don't record on a regular basis. Right. And we have one listener. Right. <laughs> and if you were listening to our bonus content because you're a patron, you heard all about that. If you're not a patron, stay tuned at the end. We'll talk more about that. Yes, dear? That's our sponsors. They are our sponsors. Exactly. Should- I don't want to, we don't want sponsors. We want people, this is, yeah, that's, people sponsors have like expectations. <laughs> Patrons are great. All right, Our patrons back. obviously don't. Back to the content. Honey, as you just said, you are freshly back from a business trip. Yes. Like two days ago from the recording yeah. of this. I am freshly back and freshly well again after my business trip a few weeks ago. And I also took a personal trip in there. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So you've done it twice now. Right. And I had done it one single time. Now- the last four years prior to that, we traveled all around the globe, right? but not a lot of inter, intra, there we go, intra-America travel that we've done nope. again. So my question to you, my love, is how did you find the experience of air travel in America, something you hadn't done in a very long time? You know, I really, um, I struggled with TSA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's the same kind of everywhere because every TSA, they expect different things. Um, coming back from New Orleans, they expected me to take out all of my camera equipment mm-hmm. um, to go through the x-ray mas- machine yeah. and all of that. And so that was kind of a pain and there was an incident, but whatever. Um <laughs> So, but that's not that much different than what it was previously. How, how did the dealing with TSA uh-huh. in America, the, the changing nature of how TSA in one airport right. as opposed to TSA in another airport, how did that compare with your experience? There's no TSA overseas, obviously. But that's there's a very security. American, but there's security. How did that jive with your prior experiences? I, it's about the same. I, I mean, every airport is different. And so it's the same throughout the the U.S. as well. I mean, not you would think that we have a standardization, right? One country, after all, right? But we don't, right? So, so it's not uncommon as you as you travel the world and all the twenty right. some odd countries we hit back and forth. 
it's an adventure. Every time you go to a new airport in a new country. You never know. But we, why is that the case here? You right. Think this should be right. somewhat consistent. It's it's frustrating, actually, because I think we're a little more organized, or at least I like to think we are. I like to think that we have great training programs and, you know, standard operating procedures and that kind of stuff within our national, you know, TSA and and so you, you like to think that. Is that true? I don't think so because oh, you'd like to think that. I'd like to think that. <laughs> if if it were true, then you would have standard operating procedures and everybody in every airport would be doing the same thing. I wouldn't have to take out my camera at one airport and not in another. That's what I I struggle with when we travel. But anywhere, I mean, I just, I have higher expectations for here. And why do you have higher expectations for here? Is that because the first world should be better than the third world? Because I want my country to be better. (laughs) You would like to be proud to be an American for the air travel. Right. Right, right. I understand it. How was your travel? I didn't like any of it. Oh. I didn't care for any of the experience. And you were on Southwest again? I was on Southwest again. Okay. Yeah, and... And it wasn't like it was a bad time. Again, this is this just gets back to the adjustment that it has been. Right. Air travel, for the most part, uh-huh. in, in my experience, for the four years we were gone, was simple. Okay. It, everything kind of worked and flowed together. It was, a, it was a bit of an adventure for all the reasons that you mentioned before. Right. Every country has a different treatment of doing things. But in all of those cases, even when we were flying some of the cheap routes... I remember now why Southwest, and this is not really a dig against Southwest. I think it's just uh, American Airlines in general. We're not treated as nice by the airlines in America as I felt like I was treated overseas in everywhere else that we travel. Right. You know, yeah, the 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 flight attendants are are very nice and they're very happy and they're smiling and these things, but you're just a butt in the seat. And I know you're just a butt in the seat and all the other ones too, right? You're a fair. But you're not made to feel that way. Um, Specifically, I remember uh, Vietnam Airlines was probably my favorite. Yeah. Like you get warm towels to wash your hands. And I think maybe it's those creature comforts. Right. It's the creature comforts that I had become accustomed to in these other places. Warm, Mm -hmm. hot towels when you're on. Amazing food. Right. Even when the food is not good, it's still great. It's better than a bag of peanuts well, and or you, Oreo crackers. With the with the food, you've started taking uh, the vegetarian meals because you found that mine were great. Right. And of course, you get the vegetarian meals on Southwest right. because it's Oreos and peanuts and <laughs> everything else. And I know that it's not like we traveled first class or any other nope. high-end services. We're, we're on the cheap, no-frills Southwest yep. Airlines. And again, we were this on is, a budget. This is not a derogatory comment. It was Everything was on time. So I guess mm-hmm. the positives is my flights were on time. I, the odd thing was going to New Orleans, I had to fly through Houston. And I got an alert early in the morning saying my flight was delayed out of Houston. Mm-hmm. But then it ended up not being. Right. So maybe the self-repair can right. happen, you know, when, exactly. with a large enough route system. Maybe they can do things that, are, that right. we wouldn't get to. So it's dependable. I just felt like I was just being shoved along with everyone else. else. It, right. it, it was just so, so different. I forgot mm-hmm. what, a, what a chore it is to travel here that I didn't even know was a chore until I traveled elsewhere. So the other part of it is the expense. 
Oh, the terribly expensive. Is horrible. In the four years we were gone, I don't know what happened because it used to be pretty. I haven't gone back to Oklahoma City to see family because it's been so expensive. Right. When we left, that was maybe two between two and three hundred dollars for me to go back and mm-hmm. see family. And now it's right around four hundred. Wow. Like it's it's prohibitive. We got used to air travel in other countries, which right. is relatively inexpensive compared to what we're paying here yeah. in the States. And and I'm not exactly sure why. In America, we have subsidies for fuel. Right. Gas is cheaper here than almost anywhere else in the country. Certainly cheaper than anywhere else that we actually traveled. And here they're overselling flights more often than than anywhere else. Flying the exact same planes. Right. Because there's only two plane makers out there. So they're making the same planes. Yeah. Same, better actual services. Yeah. Why is it more expensive here? I mean, there's got to be a reason for that. And I don't right. want us to go into understand understand why that is. So I'm re- I'm retracting the question and I'm going to make a statement. That's good because I was about to answer you. Oh, let's not do that. Let's not. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. People come to us for answers. Let's not do that. The reality is you get spoiled when you live in a place where you can, for less than $100, right. jump on a plane that day. And leave the country, be somewhere else an hour and a half later. Right. On a beach. Yeah. It's just so, it's, it's just vastly different. And I get right. we're a vast, gigantic country. I just miss that. So I do too. Again, reverse culture shock once again. Air travel has to be a deliberate, well thought out thing in America. Right. Where the other places we were at, it was like, let's just, I'm not feeling well. Let's jump on a plane and go somewhere else. Right. It's just insanely different. Yeah, it is. It is. So, I'm going to ask the question, is traveling the American way in America something you embrace about America as the shining example of the first world? Are you embarrassed by what's happened to American air travel? Or do you hate it so much you want to escape back to a developing nation? See if you can guess out there, (laughs) listener, based on my prior commentary, what it's going to be. I hate it so much. I hate it. So much. Yes, I'm embarrassed by it, but nonetheless, I hate it so much, and I do look forward to not being here. I don't know what that means, when that means it's happening, but oh my God, I hate it so much, and I didn't know how much I hated it until Indeed. I got back. Yeah, I, I I hate it a lot, too, because it really, like, I am curious about the world, and I want to go, and I want to see more, and with the expense of what it is here, and it makes it prohibitive. Yeah, I agree. Hey, also, as I mentioned at the very, very top of the program here, we do still have a Patreon account, and we still have a handful of people in our three-month-long absence. I'm sorry about that. Whoops. Who have continued to support us. Thank you very much for those supporters. If you would like to be one of those supporters, they got to listen to what's really happened. They got to hear the whole story of why it took us so long to put out content and why the content sounds differently now. But that's something we reserve just for those who support us. Pretty cheap. Go to patreon.com slash, oh, what are, what, I don't even know what the URL is anymore. It's <laughs> shivo.wtf slash Patreon. That's what it is. Shivo.wtf slash Patreon and get signed up today. You know what else they got to listen to in the bonus episode? What? Time travel. Oh, they did. That's right. See, patrons, you need to be a patron. And thank you for listening to Shivo versus the First World. For more episodes and easy ways to listen each week. <laughs> each week. You slay me. <laughs> Just go to shivo.wtf slash podcasts. 
Neither of us are hard to find on all the relevant social media. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. We'll be back next week. (laughs) Right. Sure we will. With another adjustment to your first world problems. Cheers. Cheers.